This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I'm joined once again by Chris Awellamo. How are you doing, Chris? Very good, Craig. Very good, mate. As I say, it's uh, it's going to be a very busy couple of days for myself, as you know. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think Jade's going to be uh, getting induced sometime over the weekend. So it's, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> yep, yeah, here we go again. The baby's timed <laughs> it well not to, uh, not to disrupt us and our podcast. Exactly, it's unbelievable the the one free weekend that I get, and uh, the big man decides that it's going to be this weekend that the the, the new baby joins us. It's unbelievable, fantastic, brilliant. Uh, well, I hope all goes well with that. But what we're here to talk about today is last week there was a quite important campaign launched by the Chris Mitchell Foundation in conjunction with the SPFL Trust, and it's to raise awareness of mental health within football specifically targeted at the 42 SPFL clubs it's um, set up by former footballer Chris Mitchell's family and it's backed by his friend Scott Arfield amongst others and uh, like I said it aims to provide training so that all 42 SPFL clubs will be able to deliver mental health first aid. Chris Mitchell was 27 when he died by suicide after falling out of the game due to injury. Yeah, firstly, Chris, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on on this campaign and hearing about this campaign. No, I think it's fantastic. You know, I think anything, any campaign uh, that, that brings kind of awareness to to this side uh, of, like you say, footballers, coaches, managers, whatever it may be, uh, it's something we've touched on quite a few times over the last couple of weeks about about we're human beings these people are human beings no matter what position they're in uh, and it is something that I've experienced through my career as well Craig but I, I just feel that uh, we've got to we've got to make it that we're able to talk about it we've got to get people that 
it's the same as any anything else. If you had a if you had a bad case of the flu, you would go and speak to someone about it. You would get antibiotics. You would get help. And this is where we're trying to say, you know, I, I'm on I'm on a few boards, as you know, and I know that the the PFA in England are trying to kind of implement the idea that if a player has uh, depression or any mental uh, mental health issues, then they have the, the football club have to class it the same as an injury. But I've got to say, when I when this was brought to me uh, in the first case uh, by Michael B- Bennett, who's the top guy uh, who helped me through a very dark period in my life, Craig, uh, I said to Michael, I said, "Well, you've got to think about it. That I've seen people, and I've I've had people in my squads that are that are bad gamblers. But you know, when they go out and train and when they go out and play, they're, they're free. They're free as a kite." You know, they're, they're completely all that there's no there's no worries on their shoulders, there's no burden. And it's the exact same with depression that football, getting out there, training can be a release. So to take that away from a player, it's very much uh horses for courses. It's you've got to look at you've got to look at uh, every player, every person, uh man, woman, child, whatever it may be, as an individual. So if it's something that you think it could be detrimental to them if they're getting involved still, then you have to allow them to take a step back. But it is a very serious thing, Craig. You know, uh, many people and all people in every walk of life experience, I guess, bad things that can affect them. And and, and even, even, even not. You know, I've, I've, you know, I was, I was, I was at Watford uh, Football Club. I was on a very, very, uh, very good contract there. Uh, my, my car school uh, was there was five of us that, that travelled. Uh, Troy Deeney, uh, John Eustace, Carol Dickinson, uh, uh, and uh, you know what? It was just they never had a clue that I was going through this. You know, so I was, I was going in every day, and it was like I was just pulling, putting a mask on every day because I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a big big characters I'm so loud and it was a lot of that was just forced I was acting I was like I was making noises just being in the dressing room because it was that's who I was I was kidding on I was something that 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 I was just not in the right frame of mind and I was eating at the football club uh I was getting home so it was taking us about three and a half hours to get home I would get in about what three four p.m I would go to bed I would wake up with my alarm the next morning without eating I felt like I hadn't slept at all uh, back back in the car from from the Midlands down to Watford so training again and this went on for weeks and I thought you know what I'm physically exhausted a couple of the players had actually said big man your legs are looking really skinny you know it's like just little things that you're thinking because I just obviously wasn't eating the right things I was training every day uh, and one day I just walked in and I says look doc can I uh, can I can I have a chat with you the club doctor and he's uh, and we went sat in a room I told him and they he never broke stride. He just said, "You'd be surprised, Chris. You'd be surprised at how many, how many players, how many professional athletes uh, are in the exact same boat." He says, "Don't worry about it." So straight away, it was uh, it was kept between me and him. I got put on uh, antidepressants, and uh, it was one of those things. Of course, uh, it's not performance enhancing. It was uh, serotonin. So these tablets that I was taking was serotonin, which the body naturally releases when you go to the gym or when you do a bit of exercise. So this is what it was giving me, and I was I was doing my A license as well. So I was doing my A license up at the up at uh, uh, at Largs at the uh, SFA. Uh, so basically, there was so many things, and you got to remember. So 
there's things that are going on in your life that no one thinks, but you're still judged as a footballer yeah, on yeah. your performances. And this is something that I feel that I think that lockdown has brought awareness to the mindset, the mental side of everyone. I think people look at it, you know, if you look at, and we, sp- we speak about it, the the, the emotion, how emotional certain players get. Ryan Christie, when Scotland qualified, they, they actually relate to the emotional side of people. Mm-hmm. You know, Neil Lennon's come out and spoke about it. And you said yourself in our last podcast that he had to take a, a step back from the game because it was affecting him in a mental capacity. And that's, that is, that is our own, domain that's something we have to protect with our lives you mm. understand yeah yeah you know it's 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 so interesting when you you talk about these footballers coming out and you know what this is just this is just a small number that are, that are coming out talking still everyone you think about it as a professional athlete if it's an individual sport or a team sport you are judged on your performance you are judged on results you understand nothing gets taken into consideration not your mental state not your, not your. Okay, maybe your physical state, as in, can he do this? Can he, can he get to those standards? So you have to look after yourself. We have to speak out about it. We have to, we have to have complete awareness. And this is something that I, I done a, I, I done a, I done a, a, a kind of a, a few reports about it. I spoke out about my depression, but then a lot of the media tried to jump on it and take it. But I never wanted it to go that, and I probably should have. I probably should have shouted it from the rooftops said you know what this is what I went through if you're going through anything just make sure you're, you you speak to someone or if you're in a good place just ask your, ask your mate ask someone are you okay today by the way you know and it's and that's what it's about it's about communicating and, and being there for, for one another now we've all got good support networks and even if you don't there's people out there that care you understand and it's important that you reach out if that is what you need because I, I used to be a closed book Craig and as you can tell now, I used to I went and seen a therapist after I was going through depression. I went and seen a therapist probably once fortnightly uh, for a period of maybe a year and a half, two years, and it's still there if I want it now. You know, I try and keep myself on the go. I try and keep myself busy. Yeah, you have you have low days, you have bad days, but you have I've learned how what I need to do to get myself out of it when I wake up or and I think you know what I could just I could just stay in bed all day. You understand? Yeah, I've I've learned what I've needed to do, but everyone's different. Yeah, I, there's a couple of things I want to kind of uh, add to there. I find the gambling um, analogy interesting because I do feel with mental health it can be similar in that it can be it can be like a silent kind of thing that someone's going through. I've I've heard it described to me as depression can be like. Um, you're like a bucket of water that's filled 95% full like the, the tension in you is kind of 95% full and you're able to kind of keep that within and go about your day normally like me for instance when I'm feeling down I'm I can be easily distracted I can go to my work I can go play fives I can do a podcast and it will look to everybody like I'm just fine but really I'm, yeah. I'm struggling from day to day and yeah. there can be a few events or moments in the day that add that five six percent that kind of tip you over the edge and uh yeah like i say i think i think sometimes even though people can seem okay from day to day or when you have your interactions with them it's not always uh it's not always the case it, it can be masked quite easily even though it's even though it's mental health issues and 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 they can manifest themselves in behavior 
and often do, it's not like it's happening every minute for that person. Um, a couple of other things you mentioned, um, money. You mentioned that you were on a big contract at uh, Watford when this was happening to you. When was this, did you say? How long ago was this, just, uh, just for context? So this would be 2012, so 2011, 2012, right. it would have been season. That's, that's what, I was on a lot of money, you know, and it's and it's like one of those things that you're thinking, you know, you don't even think about it. It's not, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, oh God, I can't put food on the table. I can't pay the bills. I can't, you know, I never, I've never gambled in my life, really. I play a little bit of poker, but that's um, with, with friends. But I've never went in, into a bookie. I think I went into a bookie once in my life and it was to do uh, uh, an, an event for Stoke City, you know, for the, the Stoke City Community Trust or whatever it was. Uh, so it's just one of those things. But uh, that's not the be all and end all. But there's you know, often a misconception those, of that, isn't there? That like footballers, yeah. especially, they, they've got this luxurious lifestyle. They've got these big money yeah. contracts. So why why are they getting depressed? Basically, well, you're human beings. Human yeah. beings. You know, if you think about it, if I, if, if me and you put in a comparison, okay, now you go and work, right? And 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 we, we're both very fortunate that we enjoy it. We enjoy what we do. It is work. You know, where we are very fortunate. Uh, but like, we still have hard days. You know, me and you have discussed many a time. Oh God, it's, it's get. I'm having, this is a bit of a bad day for me today. You know, and we'll, we'll sit and we'll talk about it before or after we do our podcast, and just being able to have that conversation, I feel better when I come away from it, Craig. Because I've I've sat and I'll say to you, and I'll I'll say to my fiance, and we'll sit. You talk about it, but that's that. Not not everyone has that. You know, not everyone feels that they that they're, that they're able to discuss it and, and talk about it and and broach the subject. So, so again, it's this is what we're trying to kind of put out there that the foundation uh, it's bringing awareness to it. It's saying, you know what, don't suffer in silence. Make sure you're reaching out. Make sure, and you know what, if you've got no one in your circle, if you've got no one there, there are still people that you can call. There is still online help that you can get. And then hopefully that will give you the the, uh, the 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 courage to maybe take it a step further and reach out to a family member. Uh, and if it's not a family member, then a friend. You know, just it's it's so important that we don't try and deal just deal with it. Don't try and just you know yeah just keep it within and 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 let it build up and build up. And like you said, then it just overflows. Then it then then you you bust. It explodes and and you just don't know how you're how you're gonna be able to kind of uh deal with that moment when that comes but again it's it's I, I was delighted when you said that this was going to be the subject Craig because it's something that I think everyone uh will have an experience of if it's personal or someone close to and again it's just putting it out there again it's another platform it's another it's another to just say awareness let's let's deal with this together we're all human beings no matter what walk a life we're in we're all going to have hard days how can we help each other get through those hard days yeah again just to add to some of the things you're saying there I think one of the issues certainly from my own personal um, experience is acknowledgement acknowledging that you've got an issue that took me a long time to do that I think I I, I suffered um, for years before I even acknowledged that I had an issue um, and it meant that it impacted relationships it impacted um my ability to socialise points and uh, it probably made me a few enemies. Whereas years before that, it would have made me uh, my my personality would have made me friends. It was making me more enemies and things like that. I just wasn't a good person to be around for a long time, and it wasn't even that I was in denial. It was just more. 
it was just more that I thought, it's not that I didn't want to acknowledge that there was something wrong with me. It was just more that I thought it was just, these are just the ups and downs of life and and that yeah. kind of thing. But honestly, it took, it took me years to even acknowledge it. I had a little bit of a, a breakdown at work one day and it was it was, a, it was a Saturday shift before we started doing a Sunday paper. And I was in the, I wasn't in the office on my own, but I was in our section of the office on my own. And um, I was listening to this, I was listening to this song and it just, the words hit me and it just, I, I, like I said, I just had like a kind of like a little kind of so, private breakdown there, and then that was when, when I first say, acknowledged that. When you say breakdown, is it what is it? A panic attack, Craig? Or oh, that came a wee bit later. Actually, I had a, I had a panic. Well, I've, I've got a story for you. I had you two panic remember. attacks in the same place at different times. Obviously, um, Central Station both times on my way home from work. But this was this was after I acknowledged that um, I had some sort of issue. Um, no, this was just um, I just broke down crying in the in the office, and I mean. And this is again to add to something that you've said. Um, I mean, this all stems. I'm, I'm not sure wh how much depth to go in here, but this all stems from um, when my dad died in 2015. I got up and went to my work the next day. I played fives the day after that. Um, I didn't take any time off. I just continued and thought, "I'm I'm a hard man. I'll just get on and and that keep yourself busy." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that ironically came from. My dad, and uh, this isn't to like disparage anything, my dad's, I had a great upbringing, but he was from a generation, he was born in 1940, he was from a generation where a man hides his emotions and like he would like yeah. he would be embarrassed if I cried as a kid and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I kind of grew up, I was a really sensitive child at one point and then at some point in my teens, I hardened up and I... Um, I decided that I wasn't going to be sensitive and I was going to I was going to hide my emotions and that kind of thing and it's had the complete opposite effect on me now because I've I've spent years not being able to cry or release any kind of emotion that way and so for me to break down in the office and cry like that it was a it was it was a huge moment for me because I'm unable to I am still I still struggle to now when I feel like I need to, and it would make me feel better. I still struggle with that now. No, I know, I know exactly what you're feeling. Like I don't cry. It's something, you know. Like uh, we're from that I've generation, started, aren't we? Yeah, but it's something that, you know, even from a young age, you know, it was something my mother always said. She goes, "I've never, I've never seen you cry," you know. Uh, and I, there's probably probably three occasions uh, in my life that I that I, that I knew that I've that I've, that I've actually cried. Uh, and my body somehow st just stops it from happening. You know, you feel that you, oh God, you, you feel your eyes welling up, and yeah. then there's something inside you that just stops it from. Listen from to this, though, Chris. Releasing. Do you, can I ask you, do, do you find yourself tearing up more when you're like other people's misfortune? Like if you're watching like a, a movie or a, a, a reality movie, TV a, show movie, or something? It's a movie, it's a movie, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's mad, movie. isn't it? <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't remember. I was sitting with my daughters one time watching this American series that they were watching where, you know, like uh, they they come in and they, they do they, they do like a revamp on the house. Right, aye, aye. This, this 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 fire this this fireman had uh, had adopted his his, his neighbour's child when the, the mother and father had passed, and he and there wasn't enough room, and he he had his own family, and they've came and revamped his house and extended it and all that. And I remember I watched his reaction, and I just burst into tears, and my my daughters just started laughing at me, thinking, "Oh my God, we've, we've never seen you cry before, Dad. We've never <laughs> seen you." But then I've started laughing and crying as well. But it is so bizarre. But I walked into Top Sport Studios, Craig, and I had a panic attack. I okay. know that it's going to come for the fact that I'm sitting there talking to maybe one of the presenters that's going to be hosting the show, uh, and he's talking to me or she's talking to me, and I have I'm not listening to a word that they're saying. That's when I know that my concentration levels just aren't there at all. Like I'm looking at them, 
I'm hearing what they're saying, but nothing's registering with me. Then all of a sudden, it's like a, I need to just excuse myself to the toilet and ha- and deal with that, how I need to deal with it. And then I've got to go and do a three-hour show with that person. You understand? So I've got to make sure that I'm that I'm that I'm switched on. But I've had I've had one panic attack at the Talk Sports Studios, and then uh, I had another when I was driving, and I've just had to pull over and just get myself together. Sure. So it's just one of those things uh, that they come from nowhere you don't actually think maybe it's the stress of of cramming all this information and and you're thinking all right am i ready am i gonna be am i gonna perform okay Uh, and it comes but again it's just it's the human being in me that wants to excel to be great that wants to be the best that i can be and you're sitting thinking have i prepared properly you know like you, you said yourself like you've you've helped me massively you know about like you know that I'm covering now the the Scottish Championship and you've stepped out your way and said you know what big man I, I used to cover it I used to do this and you've and you've you you've gave me information that I wouldn't I wouldn't know you've gave me information that 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 no matter the prep that I do it wouldn't I wouldn't read that or wouldn't find that but again because we have the conversation that better prepares me so then I walk into that environment thinking you know what I'm in a good place mm-hmm. and this is what I'm talking about life you know. We never knew each other. We never knew who each other was last August. We never, you don't understand. And all of a sudden, there's a friendship that's been formed there on the fact that we we work together every couple of weeks and we talk and we've met up and you know what I mean. So it's important that that you respect those relationships. That you actually, if if you feel comfortable enough to say to me, you know what, big man, I'm not in a good place this this week. Let's give it a miss. Then all of a sudden, right? Well, what's going on? Why, why are you feeling like that? Have that. Have those tough conversations. You know, if someone doesn't want to talk, then so be it. But don't be the person that doesn't listen. Don't be the person that doesn't ask that question if someone's okay. And I think that's that's the messages that we're trying to put across. You know, hopefully people will listen to this podcast, and if anyone's experience experience any any anxiety, any depression, they've got no one to kind of turn to. Then our, our, our tags are there, Craig, aren't they? The, the tags are there on the on 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 the tweet on the on the on the platform. Yeah. So get in touch, you know, and and we'll we'll try and guide you or point you in the right direction and just give you a little bit of bit of kind of feedback. You know, it's just one of those things. You know, we're not we're not in this alone. Nobody is. Yeah, I'm going to um, read out some numbers and things like that information and I'll put all that kind of stuff on the tweet that goes out as well but yeah I want to add to that as well if anybody feels they're having trouble reaching out to anyone I'm certainly here for I mean I'm not any kind of professional in this I can I can I talk to you about my own experiences I can maybe try and push you in the right direction but um, I certainly will be open to anybody who wants to get in touch with me about these kind of things and um, just a couple of other things I want to ask before we wrap up Chris what kind of strategies do you use to keep on top of things these days? I, it's basically me getting out the house. You know, if it's if it's a walk, a run, out in the bike. You know, it's uh, even out in the back garden. It's important. You know, uh, for me, music music is massive. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, make sure that you're you're dancing dancing around the house with, <laughs> with, with with the music on because it is it's it's played a massive part in all of our lives no matter if you agree with that or not music is music's been there hasn't it we've all got those songs that kind of get that head that head bopping you know and i just i think it's important you know if if, if it's getting a book and having a read putting your phone down you know it's one of these things that we're all guilty of sitting on the phone scrolling hours after hours and you know what i mean it's just make sure that you take some time off, you know, if it's just sitting in a bath, if it's, you know, just sitting uh, in the back garden and just whatever it may be, 
you know, but me getting myself out the house, if it's a walk, a run, whatever it may be, if it's just going out with the, the fiance and the and, and 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 the kids, then 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 so be it. You know, but it's just keeping active and uh that I feel so much better. You know, I might be arguing myself all the way around when I'm running, saying, You don't need to do this. Why are you doing this? You don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> but as soon as I've done it, I feel I feel I feel a hundred times better, Craig. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I think what I've found throughout all this is that you really have to find something that's tailor-made for yourself. It's Everybody's different, everybody's issues are different, and you, you just need to find something that works for you. There are some things that work for almost everybody, like you mentioned exercise there. I think that's definitely, um, that's just scientifically proven to make you feel better, as are things like diet and drinking water and these kind of things. Um, for me, I, I, I'm still trying to... I'm still battling my way through this and trying to find something, trying to get to a space where I feel more content. Uh, meditating helps for me. Um, it's it's a difficult thing to do sometimes, but um, there are benefits to it. It really helps you to be mindful throughout the rest of your day uh, and not just at the not just at the moments that you're kind of putting aside to meditate. And the last thing that's worked for me, which I resisted for a long, long time, is medication. I had a really bad December. And I just went on a bit of a downward spiral. I couldn't get out of it. And eventually I just thought this it's like one of the last things I haven't tried. I've tried all these self-help help books. I've tried like various other things. And I tried medication. And because it got to the point where not only was I like really down all the time, I was just hating everything and everyone. Everything was pissing me off. I, even like, every article, every politics article I read pissed me off about how the political class were um, behaving or any, any every interview I watched of theirs on morning TV yeah I was I was anxious every time I sent friends a message or put a message into a, 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 a group chat I was anxious about what people were thinking about it and how they were going to respond to it and what they were going to think of it I I started I went I've gone through just about everybody and that I've done this podcast with um apart from yourself Chris I have to say I've kind of had a moment um, over the last couple of years where I've thought that guy doesn't like me, that guy hates me somewhere in between that and, and fixated on it for ages and yeah, I don't know, but after going to my doctor and getting some medication I've those two things, I've been relieved of those things and there's these thought patterns and like I say, things that I used to fixate on that I don't do as much now I'm not saying like medication's a silver bullet and it doesn't work for everybody but it was certainly something that I resisted for a while and like I said, I'm, I'm kind of seeing the benefits of it now, but it's yeah, it's a slog. It's something that you have to keep at. There's setbacks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, not sure where how to conclude that. Really. No, no, you're spot on. Yeah, I think it's it is something that you don't just you don't just take a pill and it disappears. It just I think because you're aware of it, because you're you're accepting of it, it's just something that you have to deal with. You know, this is something that I will deal with for the rest of my life. You know. Hopefully I have a lot more good days than I, than I do bad days. But like I say, I know what I need to do on a bad day to get myself out of it. You know, that's something that has taken a, a, a lot of, a, like a few years to, to get into that place, speaking to the right people. Uh, but again, I, I'm having a lot more very good days than, than like you say, that, 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 that odd bad day every now and again. But you know what? It's still one of those things that, 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 that can come at any point for any reason you just got to know then what's your trigger to get yourself back to the back uh, back into the green and finally before we finish just give me a couple of things that you you feel grateful for 
Oh, there's so many, you know. I think again in this very difficult time, I'm very fortunate. I'm I'm getting to go watch matches. I'm sitting, you know, from a work perspective, I've got good family around me. You know, like you say, I've got uh, I've got beautiful children. Another one due in the next couple of days. You know, a, a beautiful fiance. That you know, there's there's so many things, Craig. There's so many things. Uh, uh, I've got good family support as well. Uh, you know, aunties, uncles, cousins. Uh, so it's it's. I've got good people. I've always had good circles around me. Uh, so again, I, I think it is important. You know, to to be great, to have gratitude and, and be grateful for all these things. Uh, and always, you know, it puts things into perspective. You know, I think everyone in there everyone in whatever position there is you know if it's if it's looking at something else and think you know what if there's that's the life I want you know like you say everyone has problems you know no one's going to be posting on Instagram the 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 negative sides the issues that I have and it's all the best pictures and the happiest moments and and even those happiest moments they probably aren't you know it's probably taken what an hour to get that perfect picture that's been edited left, right, and centre. So I'm just trying to say, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to kind of be grateful for just waking up every day, be having that health. You know, I'm 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 in full capacity. You know, I've I've got the I've got the choice to go out for a run. You know, it's it's so there are so many things to be to be very grateful for, and and like you say, I, I I've, I've got to just kind of thank the big man upstairs for that, haven't I? It's it's one of the most difficult things to do, isn't it? To wake up every day and and just to be grateful that you you have your yeah. life and your health and those kind of things. But yeah, I mean, mine's are pretty similar. Um, my my network of friends and family, which um, would just never see me fall on hardship, they would always be there yeah. for me, even even in these times where there's a, yeah. there's a big physical distance between us and I can't go see them. Um, everyone on this podcast has helped me immensely. Um, doing this podcast has helped me immensely and also um, I have to talk about my colleagues as well because there was a kind of second breakdown that I had in work and uh, that was in front of people it was just a, it was minor well, I say it was minor it was I didn't I didn't like I didn't do anything that was like a huge episode it was something that I tried to keep within me and I think I physically kind of tensed up and I said something yeah. under my breath that um, that people realised that there was something wrong and I was taken aside by uh, my deputy editor and she I just feel like if it had been one of my jobs from 15 years ago or something like that I would have been taken outside and uh, given a dressing down for it or something like that whereas she took yeah. me aside yeah. and she showed compassion and she got me help and she yeah. got me to speak to somebody about it and I, I did kind of counselling sessions off the back of it so yeah, I'd be, I'm very grateful for my colleagues for first of all putting up with my shite and for stepping up and and actually helping me to to address this. You've got to applaud applaud yourself as well for for having the bravery to talk about it because it's one of those things you know in the in, especially I guess for me in the macho world that, that that I'm from the macho world of sport it's not something that people feel that they can speak about but I guess that's in every. Every uh, every kind of job, you know, like you, you said maybe 15 years ago you'd have been taken outside and dress had the dressing down. Whereas you know this is we are human beings, but I've got to applaud you for for being brave enough to, to share your story, you know. And thank you for that, mate. 
Nice one, and thank you. Um, that was uh, a good half hour. I was wondering whether we would even get half an hour out of this, but we seem to have, we seem to have done a pretty Come decent on, job. Craig, you know, you know, I don't struggle <laughs> to fill up the time, mate. You know that. I could, I could have just let you keep answering that first question. <laughs> that would have taken up the half hour. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks again, Chris, for uh, joining me. All the best with um, the the birth of your your next child. You said that I let you that I hear you say it's, it's a boy, yeah. Oh, I've not said anything. Oh, I, you I like haven't, right? Okay. I like how you try and get it out. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I've not said. I've not said anything. So you couldn't have heard anything, Craig. I thought so, you had said something like the right, big man. You're right that you said it was a boy. No, I've not said. I've not you said must have been sex. talking about God then when you said big man near the start. They said you said the big man's decided. I thought you were talking about big the baby man, yeah. is decided, right? So there yeah, you go. No, no. That wasn't yeah. me being a journalist and trying to get the answer out. To be <laughs> that honest, was, that was the journalist in you, Craig. That was, mate. It's all good though. Much love, mate. Right, brilliant. Cheers, man. As mentioned during the show, there are always people out there you can turn to for help or just to chat to. There are also a number of organisations and charities doing some great things. The Chris Mitchell Foundation itself can be contacted by going to their website and filling out the form. Alternatively, there is a phone number also on their website. As well as that, back on site can be contacted on 075282 Breathing Space can be contacted on 0800 Sam H is 0344 And finally, there is Samaritans, which has a 24-hour service, which can be called on 116-123. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.